Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Welcome to episode three of the Play By Your Podcast. Hello, Todd. Hello, Eric. Hello, Brady. Hello, Eric. I want to let you know that we have been sanitized. Our voices have been hermetically sealed. You will not get any viruses from us. And I promise that's the last virus talk you'll hear on this podcast. So uh, we are sitting six feet apart from each other. Exactly. We're practicing social distancing as we are. So uh, no worry about us getting anything. And uh, we are glad you could join us. We hope we can add to your entertainment options here uh, during this time. But in all seriousness, we do uh, pray for those involved. And uh, let's help each other as a country get through this and move forward. Yes. Now that will be the last virus talk on the podcast. Take care of each other. Absolutely. And speaking of taking care, hey, thanks for taking care of us. We're um, really... We're really enthused about the amount of positive response we've got so far from those of you guys who listened to our first episode. So thank you for listening and thank you for coming back. And tell your friends and neighbors and everyone involved. About Absolutely. The, we hope we're funny. We hope we continue to be funny. That's kind of our goal or uh, thought-provoking funny, whatever you want to say. But Indeed. anyway, uh, with that, uh, we are going to institute a, a change or two here to try to keep ourselves on track. We were getting into the minute 15, minute 20 area of the timing of the podcast. So we want to kind of filter ourselves down, for lack of a better term. Because we have no self-discipline. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I, I think I have some self-discipline, maybe some. not when talking about our topics, let's just say. So with that, we are going to uh, institute a 20-minute time limit on our topics. So you'll hear an audible end to the timer. So it, again, it kind of keeps us on track. I guess you could say it's a a PTI or a uh, around the horn sort of thing that we're instituting here. But again, hopefully for your better enjoyment so we don't get off the, the beaten path on our topic. Although some of the rabbit holes we go down are somewhat funny, I think. And we tend to be somewhat creative people. So just whatever comes out of our mouth spontaneously can take us in many, many different directions. But at least I love you guys. My mom and my sister thinks that's what's so funny is that we get off topic and go many different directions and we're not going to seal off some of the organic spontaneous nature of it but we're just going to limit ourselves a little bit i'd like to add that my dad is already asking for royalties <laughs> and uh he feels that i'm picking on him a little bit and i'd like to add a little disclaimer if you don't know me or know my dad or our relationship it might seem like i kind of give him a hard time and i pick on him a little uh, too much but that's our relationship to this day it's always been that way we tease each other we we give each other a hard time. Fiscus, you were here just a couple hours yes. ago when my dad called and got to hear some of our banter, and, and it's just the way we are with each other. If you're on the outside looking in, it might seem a little odd, but it works for us, and, and we get along great. So I can assure you that he is not offended by anything that I say about him, and uh, he he's one of the best people I know, so uh, maybe we can give him some royalties someday. If uh, He would make an outstanding guest, Yes, he would, yes. yeah. Oh, my. Chuck Griffin is an entertaining person. <laughs> During Sweeps Week, we're going to have to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, in order to change the order, I use the word order twice, which is probably not good, but anyway, <laughs> we're going to start with Brady tonight. We start with Todd in the first two episodes, so Brady, your topic. Okay, um, did a little thinking, did a lot of thinking, and it seems like a lot of our conversations revolve around things that um freak us out, but this one's kind of about, like, Fears and phobias, sometimes weird fears and phobias. We all have them, and uh, our gang is no different, and some of them are pretty darn hilarious. Um, you know, anybody that knows me knows that I have not been a fan of severe storms or tornadoes. I still say the T word because it strikes fear into me. But we also have some unusual ones, um, you know, and this is something that everybody can relate to. And uh, I, I think my strange one that I've gotten a good uh, chops busting about this is like sometimes I don't like to eat food that I have touched. 
So um, I got a, you know what's coming. I get it, gosh. If you saw this on video, you could see the faces light up. Um, or it's also akin to watching sharks like get ready to circle and attack a victim. But here, but um, I don't like eating food that I've touched. So when I would eat a French fry. I would leave the part behind that was still in my hand, which on the count of three, everybody, you call it the one, two, three. Handles. That's right. So I've been teased about my food handles for years that I would have a completely clean plate except for a few french fry handles or sandwich handles. Um, so uh, the sandwich handle, I might add, is a smiley face when he's done with it. Because, <laughs> well, if the sandwich is round, if it, if it starts out as round, it becomes... An arc, yes, an arc. Yeah, I I, I try I try to limit it to a pinch, like you know (laughs) the thumb and finger. I try to hold on to one so I don't waste too much. But yeah, um, so if you have a sandwich that was cut in diagonally, like a grilled cheese, stereotypical grilled cheese, cut like it's supposed to be cut diagonally, corner to corner. What is that handle shape when you're done? Is it boomerang shaped when you're done? No, it's actually two separate ones. It's kind of like, <laughs> you know, the only thing left, it'll go into two halves and then I like just eat Like finger symbols. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Like finger symbol. Like your, yeah, whatever's left in my hand, <laughs> the part that, you know, the two pinched parts, that's the only thing left. The literal handles. I All the parts it's not touched is absolutely fine. It's free game to go in down the old pie hole. So to psychoanalyze you just a little. I mean, what, Good luck. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> That that would be a job in and of itself for most of us. But okay, you specifically explain this phobia, or is it explainable? It's not explainable whatsoever because I'm not a germaphobe. Um, not it's just something. Actually, no, I can't explain it. Probably a little bit. You know how a lot of French fries have the tendency. You know, now think of the nice perfect crinkle cut where you know where they're nice and square on the end but you know how you get a lot of french fries i think this all began when i got a few french fry ends that were like fishing spears they would impale a rhinoceros because they were so sharp and i think i did want to eat those sharp french fry ends and then it just evolved to some kind of like ocd thing well that's that's what i was going to ask is it do you notice a difference in the taste of the handle compared to the rest of the the food like you know not well because I thought maybe it started with crust. Like you didn't like the crust on a piece of bread. Nope. Didn't start out like that at all. It's just like, I think literally that I probably poked a gum or a cheek at a sharp French fry end and it just became handles over the time. So is this going hearkening back to our first episode, the same reason why they switched the Astro Pops for a little while that they became <laughs> like weapons? You didn't want to... Put your eye out eating fries. Or? Yeah, and no by the way, weapons. if you guys saw, we we posted a picture of some of the candies that we were talking about on our onto our Facebook page, and you might you might have seen that the Astro Pops were indeed the upside down Astro Pops. So yes. that's picture proof that they made those. I, I wasn't losing my mind there, but yeah, I, I think maybe Brady that on your sandwich, especially the sandwich part, I will admit that the edges are my least favorite part for a few reasons crusts usually the toppings run out about to the edge you know so so it's it's a depressing thing it just doesn't taste as good because it's the edge and you can't take you know a peanut butter and jelly sandwich unless you take the peanut butter and jelly off of all the way off the bread or I, kind of like the crust of pizza a lot of people leave the crust laying on their plate so maybe that's it maybe it's just a yeah. the toppings aren't as plentiful and, and therefore the taste isn't as as good at the at the tips. Now I know I'm not the only one that does this, but I know there's a lot of people out there that like leave the hot dog ends because they don't like the way they look. <laughs> they just look funny. PG thirteen. PG thirteen. I looked at your face, Todd, and well, I, I I could see the gears turning. And well, I, you know what they're made of, don't you? <laughs> the same thing I, I, they kind of look like. I, I, exactly. Maybe there's a reason. I was going to ask you: Do you eat hot dogs? I can't remember. No, I I like hot dogs. Do you leave a hot dog? I leave a hot dog in. Yes, I I leave it. I leave a unit handle because like it's the only, you know, where you have to see a way part to grab because when you're eating a hot. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this is if you're eating a regular Frank, you know, the regular size or a foot long Frank, is the handle the same size that you leave behind? Yeah, it It is. is. Once again, I can't explain it. That's that's why I picked this topic because it's like there's some things you can't explain and that's one of them. Yeah, that's well, we've. 
obviously noticed the handle thing over the years, and uh, I'm glad that we're we're talking about it here for everyone else to hear. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the handle story yeah i mean I, it does not take the csi crew it's like it would be like group gatherings we'd have a cookout everybody would look down at the plays like oh this is brady's it's easy to tell because there's been the handles left behind so things we've outed in the play by your podcast the bull hum sneeze <laughs> and brady's handles yes I'm sure it will, will not be long no. before something mm. about us is outed. There, there'll be something else. Any uh, other fears uh, that well, I worthy my, of discussing? Uh, you know what? It, it, these will come to me, especially when you guys get to talking about yours. But, um, you know, like I said, the, the, the handle thing, weird phobia fear. You know, I'm not afraid of snakes and spiders and the, like, the typical ones. Um, oh, my. Should I roll with this? Um I had an experience when I was a child at my uncle's. Uh, they had a hardware store, and I was getting a Pepsi from the Pepsi machine. And um, I came around the corner, and I was I was probably about five years old when this happened. And they were looking right at me at eye level was a gentleman that had a, a full beard, and he looked like an adult, but he was my height. So a, a diminutive person of stature... Um, guys want to help me out with this because I, uh, what, uh, a, a little person that was fully bearded and, you know, five-year-old me had never come across a person like this. So it quite frankly scared the bejesus out of me. And, um, did you think he was five years old? I didn't know. I had no idea. I, I was, was like, the, was the beard real? Did you go tug one at a time or two to see if it came off? Or? Uh, no, no, because I was running too fast to tug oh. the beard. Um, I was, um. Uh, like going off the other direction and uh, but no way which isn't fair and uh, but still it, it stuck with me for a while so you're afraid of beards i'm not afraid of beards no um but um i i have gotten over this problem but i will tell you that there were some movies that made me uncomfortable in my ute that um because they featured diminutive status people that were bearded and you know small size didn't understand it in my five-year-old head and it took a while so uh kirsten if you're out there laughing hysterically at this um i know you're gonna have a comment about it we have a friend that teases me mercilessly about this so um well yeah as the shortest one here i'm offended brady i'm i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> but i don't have a beard you don't have a beard fiscus has the beard so and i'm taller yes. now that's so, true you are <laughs> so you know it, when you're when you're three foot one and you see another three foot one person that you expect to look like a child that actually looks like um you know a viking <laughs> that was kind of off-putting so yeah what about you guys i don't have any phobias i don't think that are off the beaten path i mean i don't like heights don't don't like heights at all i don't you know i i don't want to elevate myself off the ground at all I, I remember years ago uh, I know talking what's about roller coasters. You would never ride. <laughs> uh, you would yeah, never ride a roller coaster. I, I was getting to okay. That. I'm sorry. You, yeah, I'll you, let you. you you segued too quick. Sorry, sorry. It, it's just a personal rule. I don't know if you call that a phobia. Maybe it is a phobia. I do not put my rear end above my head ever. <laughs> That's a rule of mine. So you would ride any roller coaster as long as you didn't invert where your buttocks was I, I inverted. I have ridden roller coasters. Not not my favorite thing to do. Yeah, but I have. Have you ridden them where you're? No. Okay. No. So you haven't broken that, no. that rule. I so you never. Break that rule. Okay. So you've ridden roller coasters, but you've never violated your credo of having your butt. You will not ride anything where your butt is inverted over your head. No. No. So no Rocco planes at the fair. No. No zipper. No. And I won't go any further with that because I actually think we probably need to have an entire episode someday dedicated to just the Brown County Fair. Well, yes, uh, absolutely. Yes, the Rocco Plains were, if Coming you didn't like to be upside down and you got stuck with somebody oh, who knew that. That was, that was a big fear of mine yes. right there. I would not get on the Rocco Plains because you could lock them in yes, place. and not go upside down. And be a, a mini Ferris wheel. But ultimately, I thought whoever I went on there with, you only go on the Rocco Plains with the express intent on going upside down i believe i don't think you go on there to ride it as a ferris wheel i don't think so so you could but that would make you really lame well exactly so i was not going to get on there because i didn't trust anybody to get on there with that would lock the thing in place and not put me upside down yeah i got on those a few times with some 
major you know what's and and when they find <laughs> out because the, there was a one time where i didn't like to go upside i didn't mind going upside down on a roller coaster per se but i didn't i don't want to stay upside down for the entire ride and if you you get on the right people they'll lock it just at the yeah, right time right, and right yeah that was that was tough um th- there there's definitely there's definitely a trust factor but um did you ever okay did you ever get on the rides where um like the tilt world you don't have any control over it but those rides i am just going to call them the witch's pots and everybody knows what i'm talking about right. where you spin it yourself yes. there's oh, like yes. a looks like a pizza tray in the middle right. yes. yes and again you get on with the wrong person you get on with some hot dog handle <laughs> <laughs> who you know they find out that you get it's all funny yes it's all funny until you're throwing up and i think that's the only ride i've ever thrown up on or after i got off of it and throw and threw up that's the only one that i got remarkably nauseous on at king's island in sixth grade because i'm i I don't get motion sick and i like thrill rides i don't mind if my buttocks goes over my head and uh but that is one that will make me really queasy and um yeah, the old witch's pots of King's Island about did me in. I about yacked big time. See, I, I have no problem with that. That one doesn't bother me. That's odd. It is odd. I don't like to sit and spin. I, if it's spinning while you moving. You didn't have a sit and spin when you were young? Well, I probably did. But if it's moving in other ways, like the, uh, what was the ride at King's Island? The monster or the monster? The, it was. The it was, octopus. Well, there was one called the monster. It was black and had yeah, like the lights yeah. on it. Everybody else it, and every it other. It was around and around and upside down. Yeah. And, well, not right. upside down. Upside it down. Just, it's like one pod of cars spins. spins and yes. And then the it goes thing's... up and yeah. down. Well, the whole thing spins too. Yes. yes. I never minded that because it's not just sitting still and spinning. Right. Like the witch's pot or whatever that was called did. Yes. Ter- yeah. Terrible ride. Various iterations of the witch's pot, whichever park you were at <laughs> or fair or whatnot. Mm-hmm vomit inducing if you ask me okay so that one didn't bother me i mean i again i have the common phobias of i mean spiders don't bother me snakes i don't like snakes yes Uh, so again that's common not inexplicable i mean you don't want to be bitten um even just a few weeks ago not excuse me a few weeks ago just a couple years ago i forget where we were at we were eating at a restaurant and um I, i did that on purpose we were eating at a restaurant and um there was a severe storm going on, and you guys were making fun of me because I looked really uncomfortable, like in a cat full of a room of rocking chairs. That I was really on edge, and is like, dude, settle down. It's like, oh, it, do I look nervous? And they're like, yeah, yeah you do. You were making us nervous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as the T word doesn't get involved, you know. Once I don't, I don't like storms either. But I think your fear is a bit irrational. I mean, it's over the top. Well, it, it has an origin. It, it's just not out of nowhere. Actually, it has two origins, and they were about at the same time. Um, I had an aunt, excuse me, a great aunt that uh, lived through the Xenia tornadoes in 1974. 1974. And it was at a family gathering, and she was, you know, telling us the tales of, you know, the top of their house being ripped off, and they hid under their pool table, and they could, you know— hear the billiard balls like moving because uh, you know it was kind of freaky and a four-year-old me you know i absorbed all that and got scared and then there was also not too long after that shortly after king's island opened when it was new in the 70s you know um that there was a tornado warning i guess and i now this is where it gets a little bit I think it was for like GE. My dad worked for General Electric, and it was some kind of company day. But like that, the the tornado warning sirens came off, and I remember my dad picking me up like a sack of potatoes, and like we were sprinting through the parking lot, and it was kind of a panicky situation. So those two things kind of did me in. I understand that you know that the, at least it, it's not. A, I I had a couple bad experiences. Yeah. So, Todd, I think I'm. Same as you, Fiscus, I don't have a lot of what I would call weird phobias or strange phobias. I have a lot of phobias, though. And I was talking to these guys earlier, and I my phobias, the older I get, the more I have, which I don't know if that's common. Like When I was younger, I wasn't afraid of heights. I'm scared to death of them now. Uh, I can remember hanging out with friends, you know, in the road we lived on, there was a, there was a creek, and we would go catch little snakes and you couldn't pay me enough to even get near the smallest of snakes now. And I, you said something interesting, Eric, you said you don't want to get bitten, bitten. I don't think I'm not afraid of getting bitten by a snake. The, 
it's the startleness. That's the, is that a word? It's being startled by them is what I actually fear. Like I fear. So the initial startle yes. factor. Oh, yes. I get that, if, man. If you, if there were a snake out in your driveway right now and, and I knew it was there and I knew that it was just going to be laying there minding its own business, I could get somewhat close and, and look at it. Okay. It's so, the, it's the surprise and, and again, being startled and it's anything fast. I don't like mice. I'm not afraid of a mouse biting me. I'm not afraid of a mouse. I, I, you know, pretty sure I have the upper hand if I ever get into a tangle with a mouse. Unless it gets in your trunk. Yes. But I, the fear of this, them running across my foot, which I had one do last summer on my lawnmower. Ooh. Uh, same way with spiders. If I see a spider from a distance, I can... The mouse jumped up on your lawnmower well, and it ran was, over your foot? It had, it had, it, it was still in the building, my mower was, and... It apparently had, had built nests in the mower, huh. in the grass. I hadn't cleaned out the grass. So as soon as I fired the mower up, like, they just started running everywhere. Like, five of them, and then one of them ran across my foot and over the <laughs> other side. Talk about a phobia. That poor mouse probably was. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Same way with snakes. I mean, Did I, you run out of the building? And No, I was I was on the mower. Well, actually, I did. I take that back. I, <laughs> I had my, I, I forgot. I had my headphones in. I had earbuds in. And I, I yelled a very inappropriate word. As loud as I possibly could, and then I thought afterwards. I thought, man, I wonder how many of my neighbors, pretty new neighbors, because we we just moved in, you know, not even two years ago, and yeah. So it's like, hey, Gladys, somebody just yelled "bull home" really loud. <laughs> no, but it, the probably the most irrational fear that I have: um, corn and sharks. <laughs> Back up! Back up! And corn. Well, not the. Food like I like I like to eat corn. The band, not the band corn. The sight of corn, the as in children of as in, the, and it's exactly where it comes Outlander. from. It stems from the ch- children of the corn, woman. the original children of the corn. Yeah, which still holds up today as being a pretty creepy movie. Pretty creepy, but there's something about and then living there on one thirty one when they would grow corn across. I mean, it was just right. like that whole season when the corn Is was Is that why there. you moved? <laughs> That's exactly yeah. why I moved. But it's just, and then and then growing up, my cousin lived by some corn and you know we would go out and play in it and just just the whole idea of getting trapped in it, it when it's dark, if you're in corn. I don't know. I just don't like cornfields. Uh, cornfields, let me say that. Not corn, cornfields. The M. Night Shyamalan signs, you know, where the alien comes out of the corn. Um, I actually know somebody who said after they saw that movie that they would almost get anxiety attacks when they drove by cornfields. I do, yes. And to finish it off with sharks, uh, it's odd, I guess, why someone in Ohio is afraid of sharks, but uh, scared to death of sharks. I, for the first time a couple years ago, uh, in about 15 years, got when I was at the ocean, went probably up to my waist uh, because of my fear of sharks. I usually won't go above like my Your calf. My calf, yeah. Uh, but I, I was with my son and I thought, you know what? We're here. I'm gonna. He wanted to go out a little further, so I went out with him. And I thought, if a shark gets me, it was it was meant to happen because I'm gonna show my son a good time, and you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the the cool dad and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I just I'm, I'm I'm afraid of sharks. And now I'm not one of those people who, like, I don't, you know, when I'm in a water where I know there are no sharks, I'm not worried about it. But I just, to me, the idea of getting attacked by a shark is probably the most frightening, frightening thing I can I can imagine. It, it also provided your fear of sharks. My one of my favorite Todd Griffin quotes of all time. Um, why are you afraid of sharks? It's like, well, man, they're they're just inhuman, <laughs> and I stand by that. Yes, <laughs> great well, quote. Can't I mean, argue with that. Yeah, we're in their environment, and, and you know whatever they want to do with us, they they can. So that's I think that's why I'm so afraid of them. Now those I am afraid of getting bitten, unlike oh, a snake yeah. or a spider. Yeah, a yeah. shark. But I guess if one ran across your foot, <laughs> <laughs> you might be a bit afraid of that as well. Well, how about that? There's there's our first topic, and I think that just really worked very well. Yes. Right at 20 Made minutes. us very self-aware. It did, and I did, compressed our discussion. Yes. All right, well, do you want me to go next? Yes, I would okay. like that. I right, will let you go last this time. <laughs> so, my topic is songs that make you smile, no matter when you hear it, no matter what mood you're in, and maybe you could even extend that to songs that make you dance songs that make you and and when i say dance i don't mean get up and do the jig but i mean if you're driving down the road and you hear a song you're you know you start dancing you start with grooving it. you start grooving. grooving okay that's a good word grooving okay so and i think 
to me, there's only one song that truly fits this bill. And I, there are a lot of songs I like to hear. There are a lot of songs that make me happy to hear. But one that, and I guess maybe that's what we can extend the topic to. Songs that not only make you happy, but songs that will make you, in your word, groove. And mine is Walking on Sunshine. Oh, Katrina yeah. and the Waves. That. Does not matter when I hear it, what, yeah, if it's a video, if it's in the car, if it's, and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm grooving. Like you don't want to feel good? It, it, hey. hey. Yes. All right now. <laughs> uh, definitely that one. And I, again, there are a long list of songs that I like to hear, a long list of songs that make me happy to hear, groove, or that one every time, no matter what my mood, could be in any time. I'll be grooving, I'll be smiling, I'll be whatever. On the darkest of days, you're walking on sunshine. Exactly. Very good choice. Very and, good choice. And by extension. I'll give this one by extension. And I guess it's maybe it's because of the same sort of song, because they, they seem very related to me. Happy by, what's his name? Come on. Uh, Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. Yeah. Don't like that one as well. Maybe just because it wasn't in my wheelhouse, like Walking on Sunshine, 1986, I believe, somewhere along those lines. But the same sort of song, you know, kind of yeah, poppy upbeat. sort of, yeah. In a major key, not a minor key, for the you. That one wouldn't make me groove though. That one, again, is is kind of related, but I don't think I would groove to it. Yeah. Um. Todd, what about you? What are you well, thinking about? I'm I'm over here writing some songs down as I'm as I'm trying to think about. It. And like we've said before, we don't uh, we don't give these topics out in advance, other than right before we start recording. So we don't have that was kind of the whole idea behind this. We didn't want to be spending weeks and weeks getting stuff together. We wanted to play it by ear, and and so I had really hadn't thought much about this. But there are a couple that come to mind. Uh, number one, uh, "Don't Worry, Be Happy" by Bobby McFerrin. At that one, when I hear that one. It's one of those things where you, 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 all of a sudden you get the accent and <laughs> however bad it is, you know, and you, you start singing it. Okay. There's a, there's a fine line here though, in my mind, maybe this is just me. Maybe you all don't agree and that's fine. There's a fine line between becoming annoyed by a song. Absolutely. And one that will stand the test of time, I guess, for lack of a better term to say, it doesn't matter what year or what time or how many times I've heard this since 1986, this song makes me groove. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, be happy. And maybe it was because you were a little younger than us, but Brady and I were in high school when that was released. Annoys me. To this day, it annoys uh, me. I was actually going to bring that up because like, usually Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin um, is usually on the top five of most annoying songs to people like it. Most lists, VH1, um, you know, all those lists that you see, that's usually on the top five. Um, I think that a song can, can be annoying though. And be one of the, I think that's part of, you know, becomes a, in your brain, you know, it's embedded whether sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for bad reasons. Cause I was actually on, on the walk on sunshine. You having played that song in bands in the past and stuff. That's one of oh our, my, that's yeah. one of our, we refuse to play this song ever again. That and, um, Oh, I know what you're thinking, but I forget you know what too. I'm thinking. There's yeah. another one like that where every, every cover band plays it. And, uh, I can't think of it right now, but anyway, that yeah. was another one where, and I don't dislike the song. I like the song, but it's one of those ones where it's like, there are yeah. a few band members who said, well, we won't play that no matter what we won't play that one. And so I think kind of like sometimes a song that I can't keep from dancing to or, grooving to or whatever might be a song because i wouldn't say don't worry be happy is one of my favorite songs but it's a song when it comes on i instantly right there singing it word for word bad accent i would also throw call me owl by paul oh, simon oh, that's same way song. i don't yeah. that's a good one. i don't love the song but again it's just you that's know. that's a good one yeah that's a good one because you can't hear that bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 and not get up and dance and start. Yeah, but again, you're a little younger. Do you remember the video? I do remember the video. Yes. Yeah, you, yeah, Chevy Chase and Paul, Paul Simon. Simon. So kind of dancing throughout yes. the video and yeah. whatnot. And then I'll add two quickly from the '90s, which this is a whole different topic. But my wife, for instance, always says that we kind of got ripped off because we were both big '80s music right. fans, just like you guys are. And the '90s kind of came in, and it was. 
depressing. grunge, depressing. Just about but, ruined rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. But I think the middle, of the mid-90s, some stuff started to happen and towards the end of the 90s. And I always said that it would age better. than, And it has. The 90s music's aged well. It's gotten, there have been a lot of tours the last couple of years. These bands are starting to come back and tour, just like the 80s band started to do uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. Right. Uh, I'm not I'm sorry, the late, two, early 2000s. But Blues Traveler is a band that I just can't keep from smiling when I hear them. And I think it's all the harmonica. It's, right. you know, but the song Hook by Blues Traveler and along the, around the same time, there was a band called Sister Hazel mm. and they had a song called All For You. So yes. Sister Hazel, All That's For You one. and Blues Traveler Hook are ones that I just, when I hear them, I'm smiling and... What's the name of Run Around? Is that the name? Run Around was yeah, another Blues, yeah. it's a different Blues Traveler song. Yeah. Yes. That's a good one. That's a very That's good, a good list. Um, the ones I, that, I have another one to oh, add. Yeah, you only had one on your list. Yeah. Safety dance. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I challenge anybody not to either make the S shape with their arms or do the robot when they hear that song. Yeah. And to tie back into your there's little people in the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a reason why for you know Brady and I play music together for 14 years. There's a reason why every night we played safety dance. We started out by saying. This is the greatest song ever written before we played it. Yes. Um, Tongue in cheek, but kind <laughs> yes. of true. Very catchy. Very catchy. Um, one of the ones that always makes me smile, um, and, you know, I'm a fan, which makes me different, which I like it all, but I cannot hear basically any Bob Marley song without smiling and just getting my head bobbing and singing in the accent and just nodding the head going back and forth it, it doesn't matter if it's a sunny day or a rainy day whenever i hear uh some okay. bob marley going question is that just bob marley or is that reggae in general i love reggae music in general um i've taken a lot of grief for that over the years but i've you know been very consistent i've loved it forever but um you know i, I think one of this one of the cds you can't wear out a cd like you did an lp album but uh, Bob Marley legend, um, good gosh, in the 90s, I wore that thing out, and I can't, it, pr- primarily Bob Marley, but hey, but by association, ska music is kind of just like a sped up, more metalized kind of reggae, it's that same rhythm, but a lot of ska music, you can't help but just yeah. smiling and start jamming to it, it's got that same feel to it, but um Bob Marley and I didn't even mean to do this, but like I can't hear um, OAR um, crazy game of poker without smiling because you know it doesn't start off reggae, but it does break into a reggae part eventually. I'm so, not familiar with that. Um, you you've heard it if you've if heard you it. Ever if, went to any of Brady's acoustic solo acoustic shows? He played it all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. There's so only you, one OAR song I really know that's by OAR. Yeah, and I can't. Can't produce the name of it right now, but yeah. So does OAR stand? For, is it stand for something or is it? Or? Yes, yes. No, actually, when they start getting famous, they were Ohio State students, and um, when they started getting famous, um, people start calling them OR, and actually, it stands for Other Revolution, uh, OAR. So people say, "Hey, we're going to see OR." It's like, and then they finally started kind of saying that that hey, it stands for Other Revolution, but um, actually. Many OAR songs are in the reggae groove, yeah. especially their early stuff. They faded away from it a little bit, but that's one of those bands, even though I'm an 80s guy, the early 2000s provided me a lot of my favorite bands, strangely, like my second era of music. And, you know, a Crazy Game of Poker by uh, OAR always makes me smile. So you mentioned, um, you kind of skipped over, you brought up a genre in ska, but you didn't mention any bands i know real big fish real big fish um, yeah i think goldfinger sort of so we have more uh, more punk rock ska, little, punk. ska punk they had they had albums that had a, a heavier favoring of of ska sometimes and some not save ferris save ferris because i think i went to a real big fish concert yeah at Bogart's great fun you. great fun what um, was their the, big song their, i know they their sell big out song, sell out yes i remember that on the radio and a lot of a lot of good stuff. They also had a cover version of a "Take on Me" that got to be um, a big deal. That's another one. Oh, that's a song that makes you smile. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that that whole. I, I wonder what it is about the the two four. The I don't wah, know. Wah. You know, you brought up uh, "Take on Me," and 
I think this was something we discussed off air um, last time, how that song is actually, I've never really listened to the lyrics much. I mean, we've performed the song, I, you know, but it's actually kind of a depressing song. It's a breakup song. Yes, it's a breakup it song. Is. It is. So it's very depressing, but which makes it even more impressive that they were able to take that song, make it one that you it makes you happy when you hear it, you, you sing to it, you jump up and down, you know, you remember the video, obviously. And, but yet when you break it down and listen to lyrics, if you hear there's a version of it out there of them performing it recently, and when I say recently, maybe even the last couple of years, and it's, it's an acoustic version mm-hmm. and you, it really kind of just bears out the song and brings forth the, the, the message behind it. And Absolutely. it's definitely not a, a happy song no. whatsoever. So if you're listening, uh, check out the acoustic version of AHA's Take On Me. A real quick, funny story about, I think it's funny about Ska is... This would have been multiple years ago. We were going to see The Offspring. Mm. Uh, I'm a huge you know, punk rock fan. Hopefully that comes up in some episodes later on. And uh, The Offspring is one of my favorite bands ever. And um, we were at Riverbend. And uh, the band that was opening up for them, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, oh, yeah. were opening yeah, yeah. up for them. And so we were we were pretty close. Lots of stories about this night, actually. But we were way up close. I bought tickets and uh, Say and I, we weren't married yet. We were we were dating. This would have been 99 maybe. And I bought tickets thinking I had second row. When I got there, I realized that there was no, the, the rows were, the first several rows were gone. It was just a pit. So I spent the entire <laughs> night with my hands up front, like on the barricade with Celia, her younger sister and her younger sister's friend, like trying to keep people from smashing them. And Ooh. my cousin Jason was behind me trying to keep people from smashing me. Uh, side note, he ended up getting punched in the eye that night, got his eye split open. And uh, that's not why I started to tell the story, though. But the Mighty Mighty Boston's are playing. And Celia, to this day, is convinced that the lead singer for the Mighty Mighty Boston's was eyeballing her and had a, had a crush on her and had a thing for her. She Because she, he was, like, looking in our direction. Right. So she, to this day, what? You know, all these years later, 20 years later, years. 21 years later, thinks that the singer for the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones has a thing for her. So if you're listening, singer for the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Uh, <laughs> Thank yeah. you for listening. <laughs> exactly. Thank, Thank you, you for very listening. Much. Yeah, that's a little side story there. But to this day, she'll tell you that, yeah, he was he was looking at me. You know, he had a thing um, for me. Off topic, like that got me thinking, you know, where you're saying you were like brace against the stage. Um, I, uh, when I was a sophomore at Ohio State, uh I was at a club concert, and it was, uh, of course, they were a huge deal at the time, a uh, winger and extreme. It, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got the wrong band. Trickster. It was Trickster. And they were, you know, people give them a hard time. You might say they were like a hair metal boy band because they were known as younger photogenic guys. And, um, you know, the ladies loved them. But um, where where this venue was was just a block from where I lived, and um, I was had tickets to the concert because you know they had some big songs, you know, number one on MTV, and um, the dudes were hanging out there, and you know seemed like nice guys. Well, anyway, I was in the front row because I just lived a block away and just walked right in before everybody else did, and I was in fear for my life that night. Um, I, I was up against the stage, and it was a a throng of teen and early 20s women like now wait a minute you were afraid i was not afraid of the women i was afraid of getting <laughs> crushed um i mean i what was a actually, way to go what what oh a- absolutely because you know i i i was um oh here, how should here i say here lies brady here lies brady was trampled by women um but like i was groped <laughs> And they were like, hey, why don't you let us in front of you on the front row? And I literally could not move. And uh, the the groping was actually painful. It, it was like I was in fear for my life and safety because I was like, I was afraid I was going to get crushed against the stage. Because at a trickster li- concert. That's, that, would be the, a, right. that would be the worst that, thing. You know. Here lies Brady trampled <laughs> at a trickster concert. And, and I like trickster. Guys, if you're listening from the band Trickster, once again, if you're hanging out yeah, with the Mighty Mighty Boss Tone singer, please don't. Thank you. Yeah, that, that reminds me a little, real quick trickster story, uh, which we've <laughs> we've seen trickster before here recently. Actually, still very good bands, and um, but our friends were in a band, and they were doing a, I believe it was some sort of battle of the bands type thing down at Top Cats on Short Vine, and uh, S J and Matt and Devin, uh, 
and I believe Scotty, Scotty Boone, uh, they were playing in this thing. And so we go down and watch them. And they were a really good band. This is originals. They were playing originals. Yeah. But this would have been uh, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And which, you know, Trickster hadn't been... Relevant since relative, 1992. Yes. So, so it, it had been, a, you know, a decade or you know, t- 10, 12 years since Trickster ha- was were relevant. And so I go down the Top Cats and I'm watching them. They did a great job. You know, still love some of the stuff they played. But there were two guys at the bar and I'm standing beside him, and the other guy's like, yeah, man, this band, I don't know. And the other guy's like, yeah, they're playing some of that trickster shit, man. You, you believe that? <laughs> <And> <laughs> pardon my French, PG-13, where you can get right, by with that. Right. So I just thought that was hilarious. So I couldn't wait to tell the band, which could be a compliment, I guess, but they were not meaning it. They were younger guys. They were not meaning it as a compliment at all. So they were... They, were they weren't that young if they knew who trickster was. Well, that's true. That's true, yes. But uh, so to finish that up, they weren't going for the trickster sound, I don't think so. But I couldn't wait to tell them, like, hey, guys, you guys sound and like For the trickster. record, there's nothing wrong with the trickster sound. It's no, a bad rap yeah. again. Now, that story you were telling, the Enough's Enough concert we went to, uh, yeah. same sort of thing happened. Yeah. You know, women trying to move it, because we were in the front. Right. That was my five seconds of music fame there my my bass solo you remember that i do i do i don't Same know this anyway. story you don't know this no. i thought i told you that. Uh, I, I i play Ch- bass so i could I, chips okay. enough um that's his real name now uh but chips enough was the bass player and uh he was doing the thing where he held the instrument out to the front row like at the end and was like inviting the fans to strike the strings ah and eric so the song, the the song had stopped it totally stopped but the Bass was still out there, so slap it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Man, thirty seconds of musical fame disappoints me. I thought I invented that move, <laughs> letting people hit the bass. So I guess not. Was this before? Because he, he's the singer now. Yes. So oh, did, th- this sing. is the original lineup. This is back in the days of their debut album, which was still excellent. He holds he's, up, but he's. Uh, I think he does a really good job singing. They're yeah. very. They're very. They're kind of a fun band. We've seen them a they few are. times. What was their big uh, Fly High Michelle? Fly High Michelle, new thing. Mother's eyes. So enough's enough. If you're listening out there, thank you. Um, thank you very much for listening. And if you are not familiar with Enough's Enough, check out Fly High Michelle. Yeah. Very good song. Yes. Yeah, very good song. So one other question, since I have a little time here. A song that makes you smile, does it necessarily have to be an upbeat song? Not necessarily, because anytime I hear the uh Take My Breath Away by Berlin, it transports me to a very uh you know, great moment where uh, I asked the 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 hot girl to dance at the Claremont County YMCA to dance, and she said yes. So whenever I hear that song, it was like she had a certain color lipstick. Yes, she did, hot pink. Yeah, which we still dis- very eighties, very eighties. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think it has to be. Um, interestingly enough, one of the my favorite guitar solos, um, "White Lion" when the children cry. Um, I think it's the most moving guitar solo, but it's so moving that it makes me smile because I just I think that like you feel every note and it's some of the most tasteful guitar solo work that I think I you know it always stands out. So I, but it's not a happy song at all. No, it's quite the all. opposite. So, but I think I'm just so happy with that solo that I, I smile when I hear it. Yeah. Is, is that weird? Is that is it weird yeah. to smile at a song about? What no. that topic of that song is about? I mean, you appreciate the musicianship, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I was cheating off your notes here, and I thought you'd written John Denver there, but that's not what that says. But country roads. I mean, if you hear country roads, can is there any way you don't smile with that? True, and belt out West Virginia at the top of your lungs. Um, actually, it's Rocky Mountain High, which makes well, me smile. Yeah. But yeah, country roads. How can you not smile? Well, that's an upcoming topic too. Guilty pleasures. Yes. But oh yeah. I, I think tie into that. I think things that happen also can make a song that maybe wasn't one of those songs that always makes you happy. Like for instance, a couple years back, it just popped up my Facebook memory here a few days ago. My daughter, several years back, um, Taco Body. Instead of talk about it, uh, 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 what's the song? <laughs> Funky Town. Oh, Funky, Funky Town. Town. She yes. thought it was Taco Body. Taco, taco, and so bunny, which, taco bunny, So taco now when I hear that and I say Taco Body with that lyric. Misheard lyrics. Misheard That's another lyrics. topic. So there we go. Yes. Oh, listen to that. There's my 20 minutes. Nice job. Yes. Right on time. So we hope you like the new format. Uh, I definitely enjoyed not going first this time because like I said, I felt 
I felt like my topics were going longer than I meant for them to, I think because of going first and not watching the time. So this, I really like this. So I guess I'll finish up with my topic. Fire away. Which is sports movies. And I think anyone who knows us knows that we all have grown up, you know, around sports, loving sports, watching sports, playing sports, and watching movies and enjoying movies. So I thought it would be a good conversation. We could take this many different directions. Uh, We could limit it to just, you know, decades. Uh, But I think that we'll open it up to any decade sports movies. Maybe some things like we could talk about some common plots, common plot holes, uh, common characters, character traits in these in these movies. Because I think there are some shared, you know, right. uh, structure to these movies that that we could talk about, and then maybe also finish it up with some some top choices, some top fives or something. So, anybody want to get started with some topics about sports movies? Well, being the baseball coach I've been for years and love the game of baseball, I think, and it seems Kevin Costner is a big fan of that as well he has several movies that he was in that were attached to baseball or had baseball themes mm-hmm. um and again this may tie into another topic that we could do at some point movies people everyone has seen except you yeah field of dreams i've never watched field of dreams what really? never you mr baseball have never watched field i, of I dreams. never have but i don't want to get too far into that because that's another topic but I mean, I'm just thinking Kevin Costner down through here, but um, obviously Bull Durham, probably I would say his most famous baseball movie mm-hmm. for the love of the game. He also played in that as a pitcher, a catcher in Bull Durham, but a pitcher in that game or movie, excuse me. Um, my all time favorite as far as baseball movies, maybe even sports movies in general, Major League. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> and not not Major League Two wasn't bad. Major League Three is g- straight up garbage. Major League Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> we, exactly, uh, we that's could, a sports movie. We, yeah. could, we could spend the entire twenty minutes, I think, just talking about Major League. Oh, absolutely. What are some oh, classic lines absolutely. from Major League? Just, the, uh, every year, me and my assistant baseball coaches, it would we'd be in the gym getting our team ready, and it was just Major League quote and Lou Brown quote after Lou Brown quote. <laughs> Dorn. You owe lay that ball one more time. You owe me ten push-ups. <laughs> that was great. You know, I do have a one. Shut problem. up, Dorn. <laughs> up your butt, Joe Boo. Hey, Joe Boo needs a refill. <laughs> the the uh, one of my, I think one of the biggest issues I have with that, which this could be another topic as well, is things that are in previews of movies that aren't in the movie. Right. Uh, the there's a scene in there's a in the preview where he says something. They're at a restaurant or a bar afterwards, and he says, "You know that ball wouldn't have would have made out of a lot of parts or something." He says, "Name one," and he says, "Yellowstone." Yellowstone. Yeah. It was not in Major League, but it was in Major, Major League, League Two, Two. which yes. seems odd. I'm assuming it was cut from the first movie. Uh, side note: Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which is not a sports <laughs> movie. <laughs> in the preview of that movie, there. They're walking, and there's a, a lady bending over near the water, and I think it might be Steve Martin's character, shoves her in the water, just walks by. <laughs> right. It's not in the movie. So, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Major League, great movie. Um, Scott Bakula was in uh, Major League uh, 2 or 3? Uh, oh, 3. 3. Yeah. Not to be confused with the guitar guitars for REO Speedwagon. <laughs> Speedwagon. If you're listening, REO Speedwagon. Okay, I've got one more to throw in here, and this is way off the beaten path. The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. Oh, my. I've never seen that. Oh, you need to see is that. Is Dr. J in that movie? Uh, yeah. Okay. He is. He plays a guy, ironically enough, plays a character named Moses. Oh. Ah. Go figure. Played years with Moses Malone in Philadelphia, but it was around about that time he was in that movie in 1979, played a character named Moses. As the, uh, one of the two Boston Celtics fans in Sardinia, Ohio... <laughs> Throughout the 80s, I can't get into a Dr. J movie, man. He was the enemy. Mm, well, you need to see a, that. a whole other topic. I don't know where you could find it at this point. Oh, I'm but, sure it's on Amazon. Yeah. I yeah. had it. I kid you not. I got it from the Sardinia Library. I read the book. Really? On the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Stocker Channing's second greatest movie. Grease being <laughs> the first? Next to Grease, yes. yes. Yeah. She, she was kind of the star of the fish that saved Pittsburgh, though. 
She was. Oh, what was the they they went from the the Pittsburgh? What was their original name? I, I just remember the name was Pisces. Yeah, they, they changed, changed it to the, the Pisces. Was it the Pittsburgh Pythons, maybe? Yeah, and then they maybe went to the Pisces. Like yeah. Very 70s and psychedelic. Because she was like a... Uh, psychic? Uh, yeah, psychic. Astrologer. Astrologer, yeah. And she felt that the players in on the team, their collective sign they would play best under was the Pisces. So they changed the team name to Pittsburgh Pisces. And then there's that overriding theme of horrible team becomes great, like gotcha. in Major League. Well, I was getting ready to say, how? what are some common themes do you think in sports movies? Do you think that's probably the most common, wouldn't you? Horrible team becomes great. The band of misfits that come together yes. to conquer right. the world. Bad News Bears. Yeah. Yes. Uh, leads me to one of my favorites, uh, Hoosiers, obviously. Hoosiers, yeah. Um, and it's, but it's, th- that was Hollywood eyes, though, because... The movie plays it up like this was something that never happened before. This team just came out of nowhere. They were actually in the state final the year before. Really? They were. Really? They were. Hickory? What? Well, Milan, Milan, Indiana? Milan, Indiana was in the state final the year before against was South, it, South Bend Central, which was the team. Was it a deal, though? It was, I can't, it's been so long since I've watched it. It wasn't a deal where they lost all their players, like their seniors no. graduating. It was a, no, no. A lot I, of those I guys think that ruined bad. Hoosiers for me. I think, I so think too. that just Thanks a lot, broke my heart. Sorry. Uh, so you got the, I don't want to say terrible team. Sometimes it's just the underachieving team where the coach, the great coach comes in and makes the team gel, I guess, gel and, and reach their full potential. Uh, speaking of Hoosiers, Dennis Hopper, right? No, Dennis no. Hopper wasn't the coach. Gene Hackman was Gene the coach. Hackman. Dennis Hopper was the shooter. Alcoholic. Yeah. yeah town drunk who yeah. yeah had the coach, the team, uh, Teen Wolf is, uh, <laughs> I'm going to count it as a, as a sports movie. I can see that. Yes. Mark Faust loves Teen Wolf. It's a great movie, Mark, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that in that epic scene where the wolf is 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 unsheathed, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> nice a, it's, word. A, it's a tangle for a loose ball on the floor, and if you've never seen Teen Wolf, and you can't see, you can't see Michael J. Fox. He's covered up by every other player on both teams trying to get to the Not to mention a fox being a wolf. But <laughs> go ahead. So, and it's just that that scene where like everybody clears away and like they're scared and they're backing up and then he stands up covered in hair. He is now the wolf. But he was not the wolf going into the scrum. Going into the scrum, yes. That's just a great scene. And then to follow that up, Teen Wolf 2 with TV's, <laughs> TV's Jason Bateman. Which... They changed the sport to boxing, if you remember right. I don't remember right. I, oh. no, I don't think I. I don't think I've ever. Teen Wolf sat Two through the whole Electric thing. Boogaloo. It, yes, Teen Wolf Two and Hal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Teen Wolf is still great. That's an epic movie. That 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 kind of crossed not only sports but just as great '80s movies. Uh, Super Seventy Sports had a tweet about Chubby the other day. Yeah, being one of the great sports icons of our time. Pee Wee's Big Adventures, <laughs> Chubby. Wasn't he in that movie as well? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Was. Yeah. The um, Also on my list, Brewster's Millions. Oh. Oh, love yes. Nice. Yes. Richard Pryor. Yeah. And uh, what, who, what was John his, Candy. John Candy. And what was the team? Uh, it was a it was a the farm league or mm, uh, yeah. the Cubs, right? They, they were minor league. Minor league. Yeah, he played for the Cubs. He had a Cubs jersey. He was up there a very short time, but he still had his jersey. Yes. And what the, was the team name? Newark was it Newark? I think it might have been the Bulls somewhere in Jersey. There was a, a bull was yeah. there, mascots. But and was the premise of that movie he inherited money? He was he inherited thirty million dollars and had to spend it in thirty days. But he couldn't have no assets at the end of the movie. Yes. So he would just kind of throw money away, and he had this lady who was his accountant, and he'd be throwing money away, and she'd be yelling at him about it, like you're not going to have anything left by the time you get through all this money. Because it was secret in the will that he had this $30 million that he had to get rid of, but he couldn't tell anybody what he was doing, and he had no assets at the end of it, just the clothes on his back. Gotcha. So he ends up the movie wearing his Cubs jersey, which is what he was wearing when he went to the reading of the will. I'm going to have to find that movie as well. I bet it's out there. Good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Um, The sports movie that comes to my mind, my favorites... Probably one of my most quotable movies, too. Eric, you know what's coming is Caddyshack. Oh, yes. yes. Caddyshack, uh, you know, great sports movie. 
classic comedy about golf. And uh, well, see, this begs another question, though. Like, that is pretty well connected to golf, obviously, in the title of caddy. But how far off of sports does it have to be before it's not considered a sports movie? That is like true. Brewster's Millions, for example has baseball involved yes is it a baseball movie same way with teen wolf right I mean, it's more of you know the idea of him being a wolf than it is a <laughs> basketball player it could, right. he could have been yeah. anything yeah it's like is die hard a christmas movie no <laughs> yes, a lot of people would say yes. yes yeah i know yeah i know whether we'll get into that anyway, i'm sorry to cut in there well, oh no no i it's think okay. the great thing about caddyshack also is it brings up a, a side topic of uh, other very good golf movies there's some really good golf movies yeah in both comedy genre you got 10 cups speaking of kevin costner right right um, happy, gilmore. Love happy, yeah. happy gilmore still a classic yeah uh uh good walk spoiled no that's a book that's a book what's the one with tiger woods bagger vance bagger yes. yes. that's what i was will smith of. yeah will yeah. smith yeah yeah not tiger woods was tiger woods in it did i say tiger woods yeah, yeah you, you said tiger woods yeah, I meant to say Will Smith. I'm sorry, I was just thinking golf. I got sidetracked. But Beats. Bagger Vance, back, Tiger Woods. Back to Caddyshack, though. Classic. But, um, oh, yeah, classic. And like some of the most quotable quotes. In fact, you know, we don't even have to work very hard this. This is how well we know each other. This has not been discussed. But ready, Eric? I want potato chips. I want a hot dog. I want a candy bar. You'll have nothing and you'll like it. There you go. <laughs> we quote that so much that it's uh, not even... Funny. I actually quoted. <laughs> it funny. I I quoted uh, Caddyshack. And the kids didn't even know it. My uh, job, where I I am a teacher, um, there was a student that made a flatulence noise, and I went, "Who stepped on the duck?" And that was <laughs> Rodney. Who stepped on the duck? Exactly. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield's quote, and they didn't know what movie it came from, but they laughed hysterically because. So was it an actual flatulence noise? You know or? what? I, I I'm not sure. I, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go down that trail. But so Ted Knight, yeah, TV's Ted Knight. Yes. What was his? What was the show that he his? Too close featured, for comfort. Too close for comfort, yeah. featuring a young Jim J. Bullock. <laughs> exactly. Uh, from Hollywood Squares. Fame. Hollywood Squares. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And Cosmic Cow. Yeah. But is is that the, the Jim J. Bullock besides Too Close for Comfort? Hollywood Squares for years, but didn't he end up with a a talk show with who was the, uh, Baker? Tammy Tammy Faye, Faye Baker. Baker. Yes, yeah. uh, I, I when I saw that first, I thought somebody had slipped a hallucinogenic um, <laughs> substance into my into my food or drink because I was like, and now the announcing the show, Jim J. Bullock and Tammy Faye Baker, and I rubbed my eyes and I think it was called Jim J. and Tammy. I think it was. Was he your favorite? Uh, Hollywood Square regular. Um, and there's a whole other topic yes. of game shows. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, he was in that mold. I mean, Paul Lind was the original yeah. Center Square kind of That's right, flamboyant guy. Madam. Madam. The, Madam. Puppet, the Madam. puppet Madam, yes. Was that was the, was Madam off of Solid Gold? Hmm. I believe so. I remember the spin of it because it was pretty controversial at the time because it was pretty double entendre and... yeah. Racy. Well, for what about that time. Shadow Stevens? He Shadow ended up hosting. Stevens. Yeah, right. Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the announcer. They ended up hosting. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He was the. He was never a square, or was he? A square? He, he was a square too. Gotcha. Because gotcha. he had the different microphone. Because he was the announcer. Yes. Get, uh, rounding back to Caddyshack, and I'm sorry, I got to break it back here again. But um, is there anybody that? You know, when Caddyshack came out, what was our age, Eric? We were probably about fifth grade. And um, I remember also Caddyshack was the first rated R movie that I saw unattended um, at my grandma's house because she had Movie Channel in Ripley, Ohio. We did not have cable yet. That's two Ripley stories. Two Ripley stories. And um, I remember Caddyshack. And, you know, even as a fifth grader, I thought it was hilarious. Of course, there were certain parts of it that I found glorious. But... um, (laughs) But like the the other thing, my, one of my favorite lines from that Lacey movie, Lacey Underhall, Lacey Underhall, absolutely, is when um, Ted Knight is uh, his character Judge Smales is talking of his game of golf, and he's like, "Well, I'm no slouch." <laughs> oh, don't tell yourself short, Judge. You're a tremendous slouch, <laughs> which is a <laughs> tremendous burn. Great, great. Chevy Chase outside. Oh, yes. 
But yeah, Caddyshack and just quickly, um, you know, Sandlot. You gotta love Sandlot oh, if that's a sports yes. movie. Great movie. Um, and we don't have to spend any time on this, but one of my all, I, it's a documentary, Beyond the Mat. It was a it was a documentary about some classic wrestlers, and uh, very where it exposed the business, and it was very uh, gut wrenching, but like that for a different reason. But anyway, well, what was the wrestling movie with Hulk Hogan and Zeus? No holds barred. I believe, yeah, no, yes, okay. yes. I, I remember. That was, yes, I remember that. And of course, speaking of Hulk Hogan, crossover into Rocky. I can't believe we never said Rocky. I mean, Rocky, those probably yeah. some of the I mean, best I sports it. movies. Not one um, of my favorites. I love it. It's a great movie. Rocky Three, where Hulk Hogan would have been Thunderlips. Thunderlips, <laughs> right? Meatball. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T. Yeah. In which, uh, interesting note about Mr. T, he does say pity the fool yes. in the Rocky movie. He never, ever utters the words pity the fool in the A-team. Really? Never. Really? Not once. You are the A-team aficionado. Master. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I grew up going to my uncle and then eventually my cousin, uh, you know, racing. And... A couple of my favorite racing movies, a Six Pack, which uh, Kenny Rogers, oh, Kenny Rogers, classic yeah. uh, pre-roasters fame, <laughs> and Stroker Ace, Stroker Ace. with uh, Burt Reynolds. Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson, classic movie, Cannonball Run, Cannonball Run, yes. What What was the one with Cole Trickle? That was uh, with Days, Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. What a sellout, cop out. <laughs> it ha- it usually it's you know they make things like. What do you call it? Um, racier in movies than real life. That's the well, only time that I think it ever reality was sanitized. Which kind of goes into that common characters and common themes. There's always those. They try to use the names that sound similar because Dick Trickle is who the real race car driver. We, we, we are not being inappropriate. His name was yes. Dick Trickle. I'm assuming Richard. A, Richard yeah. Trickle. But uh, well, it sounds like a proctological problem, <laughs> but a urology but, issue. But you're right. Cole Trickle was the Tom Cruise character, right? What about the... Um, never saw that. You never saw it was that? Good. No. It was good. Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. Yeah, I was going to say. Classic. Yeah. So many quotes from that. Oh. What about Dodgeball? That's a great movie. Yeah. And, and that that spawned Dodgeball becoming a real sport again. You know, I, I, I'm actually quite shocked that that didn't go farther than it did. The whole Dodgeball, uh, the whole dodgeball thing. Well, it was... That's some great memories from back in the day. You know, you haven't lived until you've been pelted <laughs> yes, upside your melon by your shattered those by a red. We well, use them as kickballs yeah. now, but yeah, when right. you take one of those to a cold nose tip, I mean, it, <laughs> it's it's tough. All harkening back to elementary school yes. in the Sardinia gym playing dodgeball. What yes. are some of the more? We we didn't talk much about the Bad News Bears. How, no. There were tons of those movies. There was a remake. I know. I remember. But again, the bad news bears that the only the original is worth even talking about. Oh, right. Mean, breaking yeah. training and uh, the one where they play in the Astrodome. Yeah. Uh, let them play. Let, <laughs> let them, them play. play. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, only with Walter Matthau and uh, Tatum O'Neill and Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> no, not we, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Sweet wasn't Dolph Sweet. No, no, you're the, that's. Give me a break. I well, I know, it, but wasn't Dolph Sweet? He was not in the original. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. Did did we talk? I know my Dolph Sweet, and he was not in it. <laughs> On episode two, did we talk about, because I know it's one of Brady's pet peeves, and that is... <laughs> I know what's coming. Did we talk about that on the recording or off? Because we talked about common kind of issues with sports movies, the idea of them not being accurate. Did yes. we talk about that in the, in the podcast? I don't think we talked about in well, the podcast. Brady, no. I know we only have about a minute left, but what... Go ahead and explain your issue with uh, with what I'm talking in, about here. In sports movies, if you're going to spend millions on a sports movie and you're trying to go over realism, geez, this is just one detail that you can't neglect. It, it's the neglecting of uniform protocol. Like, for instance, the home team wears white. The visiting team wears their colored jerseys. Or, for good gosh, don't put the team in a 
white jersey and a blue pair of basketball shorts <laughs> or, you know, just, um, you know, not even realistically close. Like, and there'd be, it, they would try to pass it off as the NFL yes. or a professional football and they would have these just total crud bag uniforms that didn't even fit. Well, I, I just exclaimed in the microphone. I thought of another movie. Go ahead. I'm the, sorry. Well, I, just, I would just like to end my part with this, with the unrealistic sound effects from sports where it's the it's a basketball game it's huh, huh, ah, uh, like and all they're doing is like just moving around a pick or something or passing you know bounce pass or something and it's usually huh. in slow motion yeah making those yeah sounds. i played basketball for a lot of years and the only time i ever made that sound was when coach buker knocked the wind out of me at, <laughs> at practice <laughs> one time i was setting a pick <laughs> then you'll make a grunt but other than that you don't walk around the basketball or court. unless you're a women's tennis player that's true yes yeah North Dallas 40. That's the one that came to Ooh, my mind. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I end up. All my fantasy football teams are named the North Dallas Bulls. Yes, they are. The Longest Yard. Longest Yard. Longest yeah. Yard. And the remake of the Longest Yard. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we could have done a whole hour on yes, those. We could. Yes. Well, that rounds us out on segment number three. So, uh, again, I think the format change worked out well. Thanks. Yes, uh, I think it did. And just remember, folks, um, after you listen to these episodes, uh, send your comments in on Facebook. What's some sports movies you like? What are things that you're afraid of? What is your uh, song that makes you smile? We like hearing back from you, so we want to hear what you guys say. As so, always, share. Please give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share. Um, tell us that you love us. Yes, we'll take feedback, favorites, things you like, things you didn't like, ideas for topics in the future. Yes. And you can do that on Facebook. Search us out on Play It By Ear Podcast. On Twitter, it is at Play It By Ear Pod with the number two at the end. Or you can go to our website, anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear Podcast. And uh, we've seen our numbers as far as uh, I believe we're up to 70 people watched the first episode. Hopefully that continues to grow. Again, I'll let people know if you, if you like the podcast, let them know where to find it. And uh, we certainly appreciate it. Again, uh, we put out a promo earlier about uh, trying to up our production schedule. I know uh, people are a little shorter on entertainment options right now with things going on. We want to hopefully contribute to that. If you find us entertaining, hopefully you do. And uh, again, we'll start to put out two episodes a week versus the one that we had intended. So with that, anything else for the good of the order? Nope. Just thank you for listening. Hope you come back. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.